Emma Mashinini and uh, certainly one of uh, uh, the people, as I said earlier on, uh, when we started, on whose shoulders uh, we stand and we reflect on her life uh, on this uh, Workers' Day. I'm joined on the line uh, to uh, assist us in doing this by the current chairperson of the Portfolio Committee on Higher Education and former deputy president of COSATU, uh, Emma Mukoni September, and also joined by the founding general secretary of COSATU and former uh, minister. Uh, uh, Jay Naidu uh, Mekoni and uh, Comrade Jay, good evening to you and thank you so much for joining us. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you for having me. Hello, Jay. Hi, Connie, and hi, Ayabonga. Hi, how's it? I'm glad I could facilitate a reunion uh, for, for uh, two know, comrades here. Yeah. <laughs> On the 1st of May. <laughs> indeed, <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> Comrade Jay, let me start off with you. Um, uh, you would have heard there in uh, that clip that we played, of course, uh, some of the work that uh, uh, Mayor Emma Mashinini did. Uh, even early on in her life, uh, I mean, someone here who was here at uh, the 1955 uh, uh, Clip Town meeting, she uh, later joined uh, many of uh, the uh, unions in the garment and uh, clothing sectors. And, uh, you know, was someone who uh, was uh, uh, certainly until very late in her life, uh, someone who was really committed to the struggles of working people in South Africa and uh, uh, someone who was unafraid to uh, stare down even the security police, uh, even by her own admission and uh, the admission of some of those who served uh, in that space. Just maybe give us your reflections and your recollections on the life of uh, Emma Mashinina and more importantly, what we can take uh, from her example uh, in 2019 on this Workers' Day. Well, you know, she was a legend. You know, I have always considered her to be my mother, and she's always referred to me as her son. And, uh, you know, of course, I was one year old when she was at Clip Town <laughs> attending the Freedom Charter rally and conference there. So, I, and I remember growing up in the union movement, starting off as a volunteer. And that's one thing that characterized uh, Emma. She didn't do things as a job or a career. It was a commitment. It was a calling. It was a cause that, in fact, a lot of her time that she spent in the trade union movement was as a volunteer, doing things for other workers who were more vulnerable than her. And so I remember my first recollection of her in the early 80s. And, you know, I was, a, or, you know, I was the general secretary of the Sweet Food and Allied Workers Union, which is part of to the Federation of South African Trade Unions. This is before COSATO. And I remember coming to Kotso House, I think it was, and, and I saw this crowd of people surrounding, you know, in a circle, but I could never see the person who was talking, but I heard the voice. and People were so intensely listening to her and, uh, and, and to this feminine voice. And, and, and as I sort of walked through the crowd, I saw this tiny giant, standing there and she had captivated this group of workers that come there wanting to join the union or had probably been on strike and probably had been dismissed uh, or you know bringing a complaint from their from their factory to her and there she was you know i mean she didn't need a microphone she didn't need to stand on a soapbox she didn't need to you know say i have a title you know her, her power was within her. And I think that humility, but that intensity of that humility is what characterized her, that made her very much the mother of the modern trade union movement. And so for me, her life really, you know, and, and when she saw me and she found out who you know, I, was, uh, I was and I was a fellow trade unionist, she welcomed me, she embraced me, and we remained close from that moment. It was the early 80s, and... And I've, you know, I've been so much part of her life and she's been so much part of my life. But 
You know, there's so many things I remember. You know, for example, in those days, in the early 80s and late 70s, you never had stop orders. So you had to stand outside the factory and you collected, you know, whether it was five cents or 10 cents a week. And you had to give a receipt for the money that you, you know, collected. And Emma and I often, often reminisced about those times, those hard times where, you know, you first had to pay for the rent and the electricity and the stationery and the petrol before you thought about whether you will have a salary. Mm. You know, and often you would go without, without, a, without a salary. And, you know, the type of camaraderie where we eat the most basic of foods, you know, I mean, often we would be sitting there, you know, you know, with brown bread uh, squashed into, with a bit of sugar into mass, and that would be our lunch, you know, and we were happy then. You know, we never aspired to something. We never aspired to becoming a politician or becoming the general secretary. This was a dedication to a cause, and mm. that's what I feel we've lost in this country. And so if you look at people today, whether it's, you know, you're a worker, whether you're a minister, whether you're a business, it's all about me. What is it in for me? It's me and my. It's, you know, how do I I get ahead rather than thinking intergenerationally mm. about how can we do to make sure the next generation has a better life than we had, you know? Mekoni, mm. let me bring you in here because uh, you're certainly someone who's always been involved in community organizations and in some of uh, uh, the unions in the clothing and uh, garment sector in the Western Cape. And I'd be interested to hear from you, you know, uh, as young uh, women who went into uh, the uh, uh, liberation movement and in the resistant, uh, resistance forces at the time, uh, uh, you know, how inspiring was it to, to know that you had leaders in the trade union movement and community organizations uh, of the ilk of Mama Emma Machinine. Thank you very much. Indeed, inspiration, courage, the fact that as a woman, um, she taught us it was possible, uh, and especially for myself, it was possible to lead amongst what uh, that time was a predominant of um, male uh, leadership uh, that was there. And the ability to uh, organize was uh, absolutely um, uh, outstanding. The very, very last time that I saw her, she obviously had grown um, much older. Um, but we were able to celebrate uh, a day where all of us as women uh, were together and women uh, in the trade union movement. And for me, we are extremely in, uh, indelible, uh, especially in the clothing industry, when at a time that we had to form the Progressive Union, it is people like Emma Mashanini that laid the groundwork for us, for clothing workers, to have a 40-hour working week in the it was then Johannesburg Houting now, um, one section in the clothing industry had a 40-hour working week, and it was her effort. Uh, and secondly, also very important. Hello. Hi, I can still hear you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Please go uh, ahead. Secondly, also for us, the IT Giant Federation, um, Kosatu. I think if we reflect now in 2019, I think it's the inability to organise workers on the scale, especially having more access than what we had 
We had to rely on one little car driving around, organizing workers, standing at the gate, whistling and all those things to get workers to to sign up. Now, many organizers have the ability to use electronics, they have the ability to have SMSs and all of that. And I think that must be turned far more into a situation that can benefit workers in a much broader scale. And I think it would be good in what Kosati said today is to go back to basics. Because back to basics means that you will add on to the rights that workers um, uh, got uh, 20 years ago. Mm. Mekone, I'd like you uh, uh, maybe just to uh, take a brief listen, certainly on the issue that you're raising and comparing uh, the labor movement of uh, the time of Mama Emma and, uh, uh, of course, what is happening now. And uh, these are some of the reflections she uh, had, uh, certainly, of uh, where the labor movement is now uh, prior to her passing. Mm. Mekone, you you were involved, um, you know, in the late uh, uh, 90s, and I think... uh, 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 I'm not sure of the dates then, you'll have to correct me here. In in an assessment within the, the Labour Federation, I guess, of what the future would look like, which uh, resulted in the September Commission, when you hear Mama Emma speak in this way about, uh, you know, things like healthcare and uh, even the servicing of members by the unions, what, what is your appraisal of where we are now uh, on the back of uh, the foundation that uh, uh, many leaders like Mama Emma Mashinin and many others, uh, the likes of the Elijah Pachais of the world, have placed for us? And uh, Jay, I'll pose the same question to you. Mekwene, you can start. Well, the cornerstone of any labor movement is the ability to make sure that workers' lives are improved, that workers have a, uh, an increase uh, in their benefits, and that uh, workers are united uh, as never before. I think what is said now is that there's an absolute fragmentation within the labor movement, and, and indeed the fragmentation in the labor movement uh, is not, uh, very helpful uh, at all um, in order for workers to have a solid uh, bargaining uh, power. Many a times when you look at the various uh, negotiations uh, that are going on in the country, you see the sense of one union has uh, signed, another two unions are still on strike. And that fragmentation that are in the labor movement is something that are eroding the gains that have been uh, won uh, over the years. And so, yes, in the September Commission, we warn that if COSATU do not do a range of different things to organize itself, it faces the ability to fragment and it faces the ability to erode the gains that has been made. And there were very many different things. There's not enough time now. Mm. There are very many different things that we have proposed, but 2019, all the scenarios that we have put forward in the September Commission, all of them have come through. Let's pause there slightly, uh, Mekone, and thank you so much for that contribution. Jay, uh, I need to quickly take uh, this uh, spot break and uh, I'll allow you to uh, respond to the same question when we come back. Yeah. Okay. Comrade Jay? Well, I think, uh, you know, one of the big challenges we have today is that there's very much... Uh, almost a cult of personality. It's about personal power. Whereas the time of Emma and the early trade union movement, it was always about the worker struggle, our political goals, our goals on the factory floor, about 
our goal is to improve the, the lives of people in our community, to identify with struggles of students or unemployed people or farm workers. There was solidarity. And, and I think we missed that. I can remember that most of our time was spent in workshops, in education workshops, night after night, weekend after weekend. At any one point in time in the, in, in the mid-80s towards the late, latter period, we had tens of thousands of shop stewards, all trained, many of them you know, functionally illiterate, but highly trained negotiators in, in, in labor law, handling problems across thousands of workplaces, you know, and, and the, the work of organizers was there to be servicing workers, to be at the factory. We had, you know, to be, you know, in conversations with workers to get mandates to negotiate on behalf of workers and then to report back to workers. You know, there were active shop steward councils at local level and, you know, regional congresses of trade unions. And I think a lot of that vibrancy has, uh, has, has, has disappeared. And now it's become who the great leader is and what is the great leader calling on workers to do. And so I, I feel that that initial energy, which is, you know, the workers' belief that this is my union. I own this union. No one can act on my behalf unless they have my mandate, unless they're accountable to me. And that accountability I think has faded a lot, and that's why there's a lot of disillusionment. Mm -hmm. But also the context is different. We're now moving into an environment where, because of the technological and digital revolution, the nature of work has changed. You know, the production line has changed. In in the times of Emma Mashinini, myself, you know, as you walked into a factory of a thousand workers, there was one employer. Today, there are probably a dozen employers because a lot of it is outsourced. But if you start to look at the fourth industrial revolution and what technology is doing to the nature of work is many jobs that we took for granted, basically industrial production jobs, mining jobs, even agricultural jobs are increasingly being replaced by machines. So the big question for unions today is what is the future of collective bargaining? What is the future of worker organization? Mm. You know, and what is the way in which one sort of says the difference between formal sector worker and informal sector worker has now disappeared? A lot of it has been casualized. So we have to have new forms of organizing. Who do we organize? Who do we negotiate with? A lot of it would be with the state so that there is a basic flaw in terms of social security sure. protection for workers in the informal sector. The things have changed so dramatically, but I think we are still using things that you know, we had shaped tools that we had shaped decades ago, but the context is different. We're in the 21st century, and this nature of work has changed. So what is the implications for, for trade unions today? You know, if you look at the energy sector, you know, we know that coal is threatening, is creating, uh, you know, and fossil fuels are creating an ecological emergency. But what is the transition from fossil fuels to Renewable energy, because renewable energy could bring a lot more new jobs. Mm. And, you know, if, you, if I've spoken to coal miners, I don't think there's one coal miner I've ever spoken to in my life that wants his child to go down, you know, a kilometer or two under earth into very unhealthy conditions and dig out coal. He would prefer that, you know, if there's a solar industry for his son or his daughter to be employed there in a highly professional and skilled job with a decent living wage. So, mm. you know, sometimes I feel that we are not grappling with the real issues affecting 
humanity at one level, affecting the working class, and affecting the role of the state and employers in, in collective yeah. bargaining. Comrade Jay and uh, Comrade Connie will unfortunately have to leave it there. It would have been uh, really lovely to continue with our conversation, but unfortunately uh, we have run out of time and I'm certainly glad that I could facilitate the reunion between uh, the two of you. And, uh, oh, no, 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 the two of us are very much together. Okay. And, uh, isn't that Absolutely. so, Jay? Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much uh, for joining Thank you so much for joining us uh, this evening and, of course, uh, uh, sharing your your insights uh, on uh, the state of uh, uh, labor organizing in this day and age and, of course, reflecting on the life of uh, Me Emma Mashinin. And uh, Jay spoke about, uh, uh, you know, the importance of training. And uh, this is what Mama Emma had to say on that front. That there is the voice of uh, Me Emma Mashinini speaking about uh, why she feels uh, she was detained uh, for the work that they were doing of training workers. And a uh, reminder to all of us uh, on this evening that we, the children of workers, the handlers of machines, the drillers of rock, munching a line conveyor belt, the merchants in life, restoration and death, the bush mechanics, the peddling vendors, and the drunken pastors, all of them are workers. And on this evening, we doff our hats and salute the valiant and uh, gallant fighters uh, in the labor movement and those who have sacrificed life and limb uh, to continue to defend the rights of uh, working people. Mm-hmm.